Welcome back to Social Workers and Scriptures podcast. We are so excited for you to join us. Don't forget to check us out and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, where you're going to learn more about what we do and where we post regular reminders of ways to increase your thinking that is healthy spiritually and mentally. So don't forget to check us out. We are therapists who are Christian. I'm Caddy Lias. And I'm Susan Camacho. And today we want to present to you the mask of anger. Ugh. <laughs> you hear like a ding, ding, ding. I don't know. So the purpose of this podcast today will be the basics help people get better at controlling their anger. What we hope that will do, in turn, will help you to increase your coping so you can make better decisions, to help protect and improve relationships that you have, to help prevent extremes of the emotion, which might be depression because your anger is turned inward, or maybe rage that has outwardly um, shows of of anger. And of course, with our podcast, one of the things we really want to do is help to address vulnerable areas in our mental health that may help to address vulnerable areas in our spiritual walk. So those are some things that we want to do. Susan, do you mind giving us some disclaimers and maybe letting these lovely folks know a little bit about what we're not? This is not a substitute for individual psychotherapy to treat underlying conditions. Each person needs assessment on a case-by-case basis. If you have a chronic mental health issue, this is not a substitute for personal counseling. Do not go off your meds without medical consultation. If you are having a psychiatric emergency, please go to your nearest ER or dial 911. If you are in crisis, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And lastly, we are not experts theologians by any means, but we believe the Bible is the ultimate authority. So Kat, let's Amen. get into the nitty gritty of our anger conversation. Let's How do, do I know if I'm angry, <laughs> irritable, or rageful? Well, I think that you know you're angry, irritable, or rageful because you have a flood of negative thoughts coming into your mind. Way more negative thoughts than positive thoughts. You probably have some sort of physical reaction. You got some hot flashes. You're feeling in a funk. You're just tense. You're tight. You're feeling bothered. You might feel like I'm just feel like I want to disconnect from people. Maybe you want to avoid things. You also might be so hyper aware of everything going on around you that you pick up on every little thing that is just irritating to you. And lastly, I think you might have some stuff going on with anger here if you start finding yourself passive aggressive. You know, if you start finding yourself saying um, yes to things you don't really mean to, you start making up excuses, uh, reasons to avoid something. Sometimes there's an underlying anger there. I don't know. What do you think? How do you think somebody knows when they're angry or irritable? There is an anger meter or a gauge to your anger. Usually like, you know, for people, it starts off with a Can a you minor buy that no- anger meter? Is that, <laughs> is that <Definitely> Amazonable? <laughs> <laughs> it becomes like some like a minor annoyance. It starts off and then impatience, you become impatient. And then obviously it starts, you know, escalating from there. And there are biophysical cues to your anger, like clenching your teeth, the raising of the blood pressure. So anger does have a starting point. The trick is to kind of cut it off at the pass. I know also when I'm angry because the anger is disproportionate to the event. So a minor event does not lead to like punching your wall. So that's disproportionate to the event. And also like it's really important when we have an anger conversation to know that, you know, other people don't make you angry. Anger is a choice. And the reason we decided to call the title The Mask of Anger is because, you know, most clinicians 
see anger as a masking emotion. It's usually something underlining the anger. Like, you know, like for men, it might be like you were felt emasculated or embarrassed. Um, for women, it's sadness. Um, all of these other things, like what created the hurt feelings. So it's really important to trace it, to kind of erase it, especially with anger. Trace and it so and erase it. Very erase nice. it and erase it. <laughs> and erase it. it. <laughs> with a pink eraser. <laughs> Um, so Kat, so isn't anger a natural emotion? Well, I think, yeah, it's a natural emotion, but I think our flesh is natural. So is it a godly emotion? Well, no, I don't necessarily think so unless it is something that is righteous, but in our flesh, yes, we are sinful creatures. So I think, is it natural? Sure. I think that there's a righteous anger, which is okay. We see that in the Bible, but there's also a self-centered anger that is is more about what's going on with us maybe we're um it's hard for us to have uh, something uncomfortable i i think that there's just an anger that isn't something that's helpful we want to help turn it this into something helpful but i mean what do you think do you think it's natural i think anger is definitely a natural emotion the bible talks about anger a lot it talks about be angry and do not sin and for even in a clinical setting anger is a perfectly appropriate emotion. It's just how you channel it that is super important. Like if you're angry and you want to be aggressive, there are places for it, like, you know, martial arts, boxing, some of those things where it's an appropriate setting because both of you agree to be like each other's punching bags, <laughs> not a perpetrator violence type of thing. The irony with, with martial arts is that even though it seems like something so aggressive, they actually teach you how to control your anger. You have all these skills in order to, to cause harm if you need to, to protect yourself or somebody else, yet you can't just be using that everywhere, right? So As they the actually black teach how talks. to control it. That, <laughs> this is true. This is in true. case you did not know that about my fellow podcast <laughs> Well, I wasn't mates. mentioning that yet. So I, I do think, thank you, Susan. I do think that um, anger should be utilized as an indicator for us, right? It should be something yes. that tells us, you know what, there, there, something's wrong, something might be wrong. I think I might need to set a boundary somewhere. So it's a natural emotion, but it, it shouldn't go into the, the sense of rage. It should be just more like an indicator for us. Yes. And so also anger, like we just talked about, anger is a masking emotion. And you need to figure out what is at the root of the anger. And yes. so if you don't... Yes, because then yes, so that's not people, natural, kind yes. of, right? Yeah, some people are very rudimentary and they just think like, oh, I'm angry and it's just anger. No, right. it's not a masking emotion. You know, I'm like, right. um, well, what There's made you angry? And upon right. digging deeper, usually people will say, like, well, that person like, you know, embarrassed me or they did this or That's this right. and that. So it's not true anger at its, at its finest. Right. And so right. it is a natural emotion. Anger is justified and it's okay because somebody transgressed yes. upon us, right? So somebody does something that is legitly wrong or... Um, or violates the boundaries that we're supposed to have as people, right? Um, but so I, don't, I think an anger is a natural response. Again, that's a sign to us that something is wrong and that maybe a boundary needs to be set or we need to fix things. But it's once you dip into the, the extra zone. Yes, and just because it's a I legit tra like transgression against you does not right. give you the right to go tit for tat with somebody or have like these below the belt kind of responses to people. That's right. And and the Bible tells us in Colossians, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth, right? So we are to have a godly so Kat, thought process. That begs right? the next question. How do I know when my anger is too much or out of control? I think 
One, obviously, if you're getting into trouble, if you're getting into legal trouble, obviously, your anger is too much, right? Um, I think when you, when one of the big signs and the basic signs of when your anger is too much is when you have trouble getting a hold of yourself and calming yourself down and resetting within a reasonable amount of time. I think that that if you, a, a lot of time has passed and you are just livid, that means your anger is too much. Um, when your relationships are affected, when they're affected negatively, your anger might be too much. And then if you feel like, well, also, if you're having trouble finishing projects or tasks or things like that, if you just start really having trouble, you're feeling bitter, you're starting to avoid people, I think those are all signs that your anger is too much. And a lot of times, whenever you feel something too much, it is too much. And like we're talking about the, the anger being a mask, a lot of times, we feel anger. That's our go-to. But really what's underneath it is embarrassment. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Embarrassment, sadness, and fear, right? Fear of rejection, fear of whatever. And instead of feeling that, it all gets funneled into anger. So whenever you're feeling too much of something and you're just in excess, you're, more, you're like at a nine or a 10 on the scale from one to 10, you're, I think that's too much. I mean, what do you think about anger? When you, how do you know when your anger is too much? A lot of the times I, I like to say, well, you know your anger is too much when it's disproportionate to the event. Um, there are a lot of people that it's disproportionate to... Or people look at you funny because you're... It's disproportionate to <laughs> the event. Because your anger like, is disproportionate. Like my clients, they're you know, at you like, What's like the road rage, like mm-hmm. they're pulling out like guns from their glove compartment. That's too much, you know. The, <laughs> it shouldn't get... Bit. I would say it so. It should not <laughs> get to that level yeah. So that's right. you know your anger is too much when it's not proportionate yeah. to the event. I guess that's that's what yeah. I want our You're viewers mean, to take yeah. from it. And when our relationship with God is impacted. I mean when I'm now I'm avoiding talking to God, there's a bad sign right there. It's not necessarily something that can't be helped, but it's it's definitely a sign to take in that I might be having a lot of anger when I want to avoid God, when I want to start avoiding people. Obviously, as therapists, we're going to say if you're getting into the, the place to where you want to cause harm to somebody else or to yourself, it's too much. So if I'm thinking, okay, somebody has anger, but there are some people who have anger that go from zero to 60. I mean, they're faster than a BMW. They are just like <laughs> two seconds flat. <laughs> BMW and just two seconds flat at 60. Why do you think some people go from zero to 60 so quickly? Why would a person do that? Well, it, it, it is a biological thing, like especially when we're like in crisis situations and our adrenaline is kicking up. For a lot of my clients, it's a, a lot of like the fight, flight, or freeze response hits and it's due to trauma. And other time, anger was modeled. So, you know, for soldiers, like we talked about law enforcement, pseudo-paramilitary organizations, they, they have a think- Um, later response Mm. so it's a react first think Mm. later response and in a civilian setting or outside of that setting you know a lot of therapists obviously we talk about thinking first reacting later so it's kind of like um upside down yeah so out of those things they can react from zero to 60 but you can learn how to slow that process absolutely down and rework your anger to get to a reasonable level sure. and not have such a such a switch like personality yeah. or like my mom says like a matchstick so maybe you can think you know? from zero to 60 but not react in anger from zero to 60 <laughs> <laughs> right oh i i envy somebody that, that can think from zero to oh 60 
think, you know, not react. I think, um, I think a lot of times that we go from zero to 60 because we just lack restraint. I mean, we, we are just not a society anymore that cares about boundaries too much. We don't really perpetuate that. We don't teach that. We don't value, it, uh, value excuse me, um, boundaries anymore. And I think that we just have lost the art of boundaries and limits. So we don't know how to limit ourselves, or we don't want to. And then we don't, set, we don't know how to limit other, set limits with other people in the right way. So we go from zero to 60 because we don't contain ourselves. Um, I think a lot of times, too, we go from zero to 60 because it's a defense mechanism, kind of like what we were talking about before, about there's something else going on that we don't want to feel or we don't want to deal with. We don't want to feel or deal with it. So um, we want to guard. <laughs> thanks, you caught that. So we want to guard our heart. Um, I need to guard my heart. I need to be angry so that um, you don't hurt me anymore. I need you to know that I don't care, even though we do, I, that, I don't ca- that I don't care that you, so you can't hurt me. Um, so I think we go from zero to 60 just to protect ourselves. I think also it's, you know, our culture just isn't really into controlling your impulses, right? I also think with, like, I want to add to what you're saying is that, you know, within that, like most of, most of the, of the people that I see, they usually ask me, well, what's in between that zero mm, to 60 frame, 30. you know? <laughs> so usually, you know. <laughs> well, what's in between zero to 60? You know, 30 passivity or aggression but there's an in between that and we call those assertiveness skills and so those are the skills that you need to to build assertiveness is like i'm stating what i want that doesn't necessarily mean that the other person's going to give it to me but i'm okay with that and i respond appropriately it gives you the best chance that they're going to respond the best way right yes doesn't give you it it gives you yes but you know even then sometimes people still don't um, respond in kind that's right we would love it if they responded therapeutically ideally (laughs) all the time time. but that's the trick is (laughs) to life right that's the trick to life is that even when that person doesn't respond healthily or appropriately i still got to continue to be healthy and control yourself for myself that's right that's right and i think it's important for our listeners to know that you can learn assertiveness skills it's not genetic. It's, not, it's something that is taught and learned. We learn how not to set boundaries. It's not genetic. So you can relearn those things. Even if you weren't assertive or know how to balance it out, you can learn the things that are out there. So maybe in your family system, they're not too great with that. So you don't go to them for that teaching, right? It's hard for them to teach what they don't know themselves. You go somewhere else. So that's where there's like counseling. There's so many books. There's so many things out there. This type of podcast that can teach you how to be assertive. I think it's super important. So, so Kat, what is, and most importantly, what does the Bible say about anger? Well, I think I would just want to give a kind of a side note that, you know, anger really seems to be one of the acceptable sins in the Christian circle, right? So we kind of, it's kind of this permissive thing, but I really think it's something that we want to address because anger can really cause some harm and damaging, uh, be damaging to relationships that we have. So I think what the Bible says is um, a few things. God says, vengeance is mine right? So vengeance is his, not ours. I think that's really important. And I guess that has to do with what we do with anger, but I think that God really does care about the anger we have. So if we look at a couple of scriptures, um, like Matthew 5, 22, he says, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. That's pretty important, you know? I think there's so many scriptures that talk about, you know, we always come back to the fruit of the Spirit, right? Gentleness, self-control, things like that. That doesn't include fits of rage and anger. In fact, right after that, or right around there, it talks about not having those things, right? So I think that we have to beat our flesh into submission. I think we have to work against the grain 
of um, how we want to operate sometimes because we're supposed to model our character after God in a righteous way. We have, we're to be set apart. We're to be holy. So that includes getting a, a grip on our anger. I mean, I think there's so many scriptures that talk about being a fool that gives full vent to their spirit. Or it, and there's so many scriptures that talk about how wise persons, um, people of God, are able to kind of control their anger. They're, a, they're quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, right? I mean, there's just so much. But I think that the, really to answer the question is, I think having a particular anger is outside of God's line. And we want to be in line. We want to be purified. We want to be um, more like him. So this is something that we do have to get our, our reins on. Scripturally, spiritually, what do you think? What, is the, what, is, what does God say? God says, you know, Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turneth away wrath, mm-hmm. but a harsh word stirs up Very anger. practical. That's actually, that's actually one of my favorites because I always talk about, you know, I always think With about <laughs> how I'm going to respond to somebody in kind. And so in that, I'm like, a soft answer turneth away wrath. A soft answer turneth away wrath. <laughs> so that kind of has become my mantra. Okay. Like right. when, I, when I want to be harsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... You know, it shows a lot of spiritual maturity. The, the Bible talks about, you know, moving from milk to solid foods and maturity when you can, when you can keep track of your anger. Mm-hmm. And so in that, it shows a lot of spiritual immaturity when you can't control those primitive impulses. This is true. Back to milk. <laughs> Back to drinking milk. Get yourself some milk. Back to... <laughs> Calm yourself down. Okay. <laughs> Baby formula. <laughs> Get yourself some formula. And I think also, um, just to piggyback, you know, going back and forth, is that anger takes our eyes off of God. It kind of puts it on ourself, right? I think now we're getting into idol territory. Anytime you start taking your eyes off of God and value something more than him, we're down idol territory, even if that idol is ourself, right? I mean, there's just so much. I mean, did you think of anything else that you wanted to add for these lovely listeners here about, about spiritually and, and what God says about anger? We could go on for an hour. I know that. Uh, you and no, I can. You know what? There are so many. I mean, Kat and I are like really big into the proverbs. I mean, there are tons and tons of proverbs. Imagine that therapists and... that love proverbs. Interesting. <laughs> so odd, isn't it? <laughs> Such a novel I know. concept. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, we talk about a lot of like you know our previous like our beginning podcast about you know asking God for wisdom and asking God for wisdom about your anger. That's right. You know, and um, because. It can yeah. be so destructive That's right. to your relationships in general when you are an angry person. Even it's fearful for somebody like that loves you to ask you a question oh because That's if right. you're that type of person to be angry. That's right. And that, that reminds me about um, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So most of us know that. That's given, right? But the next part in verse 27 is, and give no opportunity to the devil. That's, we need to add that. Well, it is added in the Bible, but we need to add it when, you know, I think when we speak verbally, anger gives opportunity to the devil to enter our lives through division and taking our focus off of God. Right? So I'm chuckling. I'm chuckling a little bit because I always tell everybody, not today, Satan, not today. (laughs) So tomorrow? Is that? (laughs) Not Not tomorrow tomorrow either, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. And I think, you know, just just to, to wrap it up a little bit. I know that you highlighted a scripture here, 1 Timothy 2.8. God doesn't want us to, to quarrel or to be angry. I desire then that in every place that the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Hmm. And we don't want our prayers to be hindered either. I think that's kind of important because I think in 1 Peter 3.7, it says, likewise, husbands. Now listen up, husbands. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, likewise, husbands, li- <laughs> live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. And some versions say finer vessel. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Right? So showing honor, that's not quick-tempered and angry, right? So if we're thinking about, okay, all right, all right. I get it, Cat and Susan. I got some anger issues. Got some problems. I'm a little upset about that. But <laughs> you're making me a little angry right now. What the heck do I do with it? Right? So what the heck does this person do with their anger, Miss Susan? Okay. Um, there are a variety of tools. You go to anger management classes. You go to any therapists. They will give you some of the same tools in the toolbox. And one of them is also, obviously, the timeout technique. It's always super helpful. Give yourself a timeout. But I... in that corner. (laughs) (laughs) But I always like to add, because of the population that I work with, I like to add that you need to set up the rules with your significant other Mm. or whoever you're doing the timeout with, um, that you will return to the the object of discourse. I see. So you mean timeout as time, space of time in between... Uh, reaction and discussing things, not like go punish yourself. Yeah, no, oh, I'm not sorry. punish I'm yourself in mommy with brain. the dense cap. No, no, no. It's just taking a break, taking a break from the heated discussion because you can't handle it at the moment. Are you going to say I something see. really destructive to your partner, to your relationship, right. to your children? So in that, I'm taking a time out just to gather my thoughts and say it as nicely as I can say what you mean don't say it mean but also like with the precursor of that I'm going to come back to it especially if it's your wife or your husband I'm going to come back to it I know that there's way too much dirt underneath that rug I'm not going to avoid it we're going to have the conversation that you need to have and you're going to get to say your piece I'm going to get to say my piece but at the same token because that's when I usually there it it goes awry when you do not give those precursors that you'll be back to that to that conversation, then you'll get that pro- that person that follows you. And then you, men usually say that about the women. Like, they're following me, they're following me with their mouths. And, and usually it ends up in some kind of violent altercation. But you need to tell them because if not, it really does trigger, um, trauma attracts trauma. So usually it triggers the wife or the husband or, or whatever. If they have abandonment issues and you're trying to walk away from the conversation, they yeah. are ready to have the conversation in real time and give it to you, you know? And so yeah. in that, you need to tell them like, hey, like I do, I am going to have that conversation with you. I just need the time to calm down. So with those precursors yeah. in mind, um, have the timeout conversation. And because and my do something very... that's appropriate, right? That you can't be yes. going, you can't be taking a time out saying, I need my space, so I'm not in your face, right? You can't be saying, yes. I need some space, and then go to the somewhere that, you're, that could cause harm in you're your marriage. That's not okay. Yes. To a yes. naughty place. Yes. Not okay. Yes. No. And yes. not okay to stay out the whole night because no. you were mad at that person. That's right. No, and that is not right. okay. You need to place physical barriers because of the population that I work with. I always tell them to place mm. physical barriers between you and the and the object you desire to hurt. And what I mean is like That's walls, good. please. Walls in between yes. you and if your anger is that much and that raw that you want to hurt them and you're going for the jugular literally, mm-hmm. you need to place like walls in between you and that anger. Yeah, that's real. And so mm-hmm. remember also think first, respond later. Always, always, always. The ABCs of feelings, just like we have the ABCs of like children learn their ABCs, actions, behaviors, and consequences. And it goes in a domino effect. So please, please, please think about what you're going to do and what you're going to say before 
you do that. Yes. And assertiveness skills. We talked a little bit about those things. And so when you are too passive, it could also lead to another, it could lead to anger, more anger and resentment. And so, and also ragefulness, obviously it doesn't feel good as well. So there's a line in between that and we call that assertiveness skills. And so, like we said, it's about like letting everybody have their say, um, their day in court, you know, and have (laughs) their say just for peace sake, you know? And no, because everybody, I always think, God, everybody always thinks that just because you give people their, their say that they're going to agree. Sometimes it's an agree to disagree conversation. If you're married, you have had the I agree to disagree conversation. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I agree to disagree with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, okay. might, there might not be a resolve. Yeah. And you have to be okay that there's not a resolve for something. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that you can only control your emotions. That's it. You only own your emotions. You cannot control somebody else's emotions, but also within that line and frame of thinking, don't also don't provoke somebody else to anger. Yeah. You know, as your, as, as a partner, you know, what bothers that other person. Don't go there. Do right. not go there. Like while you own your own emotions, you can incite somebody. So and just, knowing that you can't control yeah. what other people do, but you can control how you respond to it. That's what's yes. within your control. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's the thing right there. And have positive intentions for your fellow human beings as cheesy and, you know, social (laughs) worky as that sounds. I like I always (laughs) I always think like have positive intentions towards another person, because, you know, when I talk to my clients about anger and usually they're like, I can't control it. It's not a choice, blah, 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 giving me this gruff attitude. But then, you know, one day I was like peeling out of the driveway. I like to tell the story. I was peeling out of the driveway at work because I, I think I must have been hangry. <laughs> I was peeling <laughs> That's out That's our next gr- podcast, Hangry. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the clients, you know, he saw me and at first, you know, because they have road rage problems. He looked at me and he was like ready to like to curse me out. But as soon as he saw like, oh my God, it's my therapist, his whole affect changed, mm. his demeanor changed. And then later on, I was able to use that as a therapeutic tool to tell him, right. you see how you can control your anger? You saw my face, it softened right. you, and then you were calmed it down. You were well, like, maybe it's your face. Just being maybe your face softened him. Yeah. You're, you're a beautiful woman. Yeah, maybe your face just softened his. <laughs> <laughs> and so have positive intentions like you know i know he probably thought like oh my dingbat therapist she's probably like trying to get a rush off to lunch you know (laughs) yeah but i think that is really important he's the same person when he was angry as he was a few seconds ago it's the same person that has those skills and the ability to calm himself down yes cry and sigh it out that's another one that i use fake sigh (gasps) like just letting it go let it go let it go let it go all right Elsa what are some of your tools in your therapeutic toolbox well one if you haven't noticed we love to laugh so laugh don't take life so seriously don't take yourself so seriously one of the best things in life is just to laugh at all the ironies that come up so when somebody has transgressed upon you so much sometimes you just have to laugh and be like are you serious this really happened I can't believe it and just laugh at the ironies You do want to assume the best intentions whenever possible. You don't start off with complete accusations. You start off with the best, that that you're assuming the best intentions. Try to think of what might be some positive reasons or what might be good intentions they may have had, even if it turned out wrong, but maybe they did have. Um, Again, learning assertive skills. I think you covered that very well. Um, Again, step in before you're too angry. Don't blow up all at once. Know the signs. Sometimes we have physical signs before we have emotional signs or before we have this thing that goes off in our brain that actually we're starting to get upset. Know the signs beforehand and do something then. Also, drop your defensive guard. 
It's a hard one for us, but there may be something that we just don't want to accept or paint, but you just have to kind of tolerate that and drop that guard so that way you can deal better with that person. Um, I think you need to ask yourself, am I angry? This is something I found so helpful. When you're having these, this extreme anger or whatever is going on, ask yourself, am I really angry? Is that what was going on? You need to review what just happened. And then you need to, you, sometimes you maybe you journal. This is, I do not believe in journaling a whole bunch for everything. I think it's really overused in our, our field. But in this way, I think it's very helpful. You start writing, start off anger, whatever. But then once you start getting through some of your writing, you might find out, actually, I wasn't angry. I had all these other emotions kind of going on or I had this one emotion going on. And then you need to go with that and figure out how do I deal with that? Um, I think it can be so helpful. And the more you do that, the more you're going to feel the right feeling instead of the wrong one. You can compare yourself with others. This, this is okay in this case. Would other people be mad in this situation as much as you are? Ask somebody else if you need to. Um, if you need to, change your scenery. Change whatever your, if you need something tactile with water, some, there's something about water. I don't know if it needs to be holy water or what, but something about water, splash on the face, take a shower, something helps to calm you down um, or something, something like with your senses, feel something soft, um, whatever it is. Try to, try to de-stress do something that kicks up your endorphins. That's super helpful. Again, read some scripture. Set your mind on things that are above. Think of positive things. That's what Philippians 4, 8, 9 tells us. Think of positive things. And Colossians 3, 2, again, says set your mind on things above. Read God's word. Distract yourself. Buy yourself some time. That's the really important thing. Buy yourself some time before you react, right? So whatever you need to do that's healthy in order to, for your emotions to come down um, over time, and then you can go back in. Lastly, you know, I would say, ask yourself, is it the end of the world? Is it something so important? You can use some guided imagery stuff. And, and again, remember to be humble. Humble yourself before the Lord. Ask him and he will help you. You don't even have to have overly elaborate prayers, just small prayers, just something. But um, humble yourself before the Lord. Submit your anger to the Lord. Ask him to help you with it and to show what's really going on for you and, and to help you in, in whatever's going on. So if we're thinking about what do I take away from this? Because we kind of gave him a lot today. Um, Susan, what do you think would be your takeaway for um, these folks listening? I want them to take away that anger is a human emotion. We all get angry, but anger unleashed leads to a lot of destruction, both emotionally and physically. Like physically, it can take its toll um, with high blood pressure, grinding your teeth, digestive issues, because anger feels toxic. It doesn't feel good. And in the emotional ways, you know, it, it destroys families. It destroys families, obviously, if they're domestic violence, obviously, like, you're court-ordered to attend something. And so in that, like, I want the takeaway to be, like, anger is a human emotion. It's just you cannot take it to the next level. Yeah. You just can't take it to the next level. Take it down and Kat, what is your takeaway? Well, I think everyone should know that anger should be a sign more than anything that something might be wrong. I mean, you don't want to assume just because you feel it that it's wrong. You do have to test that out, but something might be wrong and a boundary needs to be set. Utilize it for something helpful to help improve your relationships because you're now able to be honest about what's really going on for you. Um, you need to have a core strength and that can come from the Lord. Take whatever you're feeling, whether it is anger or whether it's something else, take that to the Lord, submit it to him. His, his grace well, is sufficient for you. He can provide. You will be able to pull through it, okay? But utilize anger not to destruct a relationship, like you're saying, but to improve relationships, to improve how you deal with life. It can be so helpful, okay? So we really appreciate you and joining us today. We have a lot more coming on a lot of different topics. We would love to hear from you what topics you would like to, to um, hear from. 
Um, again, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to let us know um, topics that you would like to hear about. We will gladly take that into consideration. So if you don't mind, I would love to pray us out of here. All right. Go for you it. Mind? Okay. No, of <laughs> course right. not. <laughs> Good. Because that would be wrong. <laughs> All right. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time that we have together. Thank you so much, Lord God, that you have your word that is so easily accessible to us that you have so much wisdom in your word and that you are with us. Thank you that we are not a forgotten people, that you love us, that your grace is sufficient for us, that your, your, your strength is with us, Lord Jesus. And we ask you, Lord God, help us to be more like you. Help us to um, deal with people in the loving way that we're supposed to, to be wise, to be as wise as serpents, but as gentle as doves, Lord Jesus. We, we thank you for this opportunity we have. Um, we praise your holy name and just help you that you would go uh, with us this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Hey, where did that come from? I almost never say y'all. All right, until next time. (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) Pardon that. That little twang came somewhere. Until next time, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's right. Bye. Bye.